Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It is time now for The Bigger Picture. And we're doing this a little bit ahead of time on the back of Friday's announcements because there is this anticipation, Ryan, as we head into the 26th of April tomorrow that a lot of virus safety measures are going to be eased or even removed. That's right, Elliot. So a lot of people and businesses looking forward to lifting many of these new measures. For example, no more social distancing or limits to the number of people at social gatherings. Mm. And also fully vaccinated travellers will no longer need to take COVID tests before departing for Singapore. And many workers can now return to the workplace. I'm not sure how many of them will be overjoyed to you know transition back to the workplace but that's something that will be the new normal we are taking a step closer to normalcy and that's going to be good news I believe for the economy now let's check in with Serge Bessinger he is the Chief Investment Officer for International Business Capital and IBC is an economic research firm providing its private wealth and institutional clients with economic reports and market outlooks to help them manage risk and grow their portfolios in a more informed manner Morning Serge how are you doing Morning, today? Right. I'm great, thank you. How about you? I'm doing great as well. So we've got a lot of good news from last Friday. So this actually could be setting up the Singapore economy for better days ahead. Serge, what's your take on what will be the impact for Singapore's growth outlook here? Oh, it's definitely a positive impact. I mean, there, there is uh, still a significant part of the economy that relies on tourism. So the impact will be at least a half percentage point of GDP. Okay, and what will be the um, final figure you'll be expecting for the entire year for Singapore's growth outlook? Oh, look, it's, it's impossible for me to tell you at this point because there's so many uncertainties. You know, there's the war in Ukraine, there's, mm. there's many other things. I think nobody wants at this mm. stage to make any prediction. <laughs> All right, Serge. Now let's dive into the nitty-gritty, right? Even though we've got some good news coming up, a lot of businesses have been trying to get by in the past two years or so with all the various issues. You mentioned a few things, the Ukraine war uh, among the factors, just pushing up costs. And you've got labor issues as well. It's not easy to find talent. When you speak to your clients right now, Serge, what are some of the top challenges and how have they been coping? Well, most of our clients have had issues recruiting people. You know, the, the, the new generations want a completely different work environment, and that is a serious issue that most employers are facing. Business is, is resuming, so we need, we need people. And that is a very important aspect for this year's uh, return to growth. If we, if we can't find talent, it's, it's an issue. Yeah, and talking about those rising costs, do you see that going away or at least moderating anytime soon? No, it's actually going to go up again because you have, for instance, this uh, food inflation that's uh, definitely going to go up. You have energy inflation. You have salary inflation. So costs will keep going up. Okay, so when your clients talk to you and ask you for advice, what would be your recommendations for them to write out these various um, challenges? Well, you know, we used to say that people should have no zero stock policy and have uh, zero working capital and things like that. Uh, that was even in the finance books <laughs> until five years ago. And now we're talking a lot about the necessary redundancies. Mm. Redundancies, I mean, things that were considered as redundant, like inventories. you got to keep inventories. you got to be prepared for the worst. You know, we never know what's going to happen. Yeah, so you're talking about global supply chains being affected, so you need to be prepared to have the parts you need, the ingredients you need, so yes. that you're self-reliant. Build, build, up, build up the resilience in your value chain. Uh, build up the resilience with your suppliers and make sure there are necessary redundancies at, at, at every stage of the value chain. 
Okay, and Serge, you've also been tracking what's happening in Ukraine. In fact, you were on a humanitarian mission recently and you were actually awarded the Honor Medal of Foreign Affairs by France just earlier this year. Walk us through what you're seeing on the ground there and how do you see all those issues playing out for the global economy? Well, firstly, I'm seeing some very brave surgeons that are operating people, you know, from cardiac surgery under the bomb, under hails of bombs, literally. Mm. So I'm, I'm delivering cardiac equipment, stents, and, uh, and all the things that are necessary for emergency medicine. The, the Ukrainians are an incredibly brave people. They are coping as best as they can. But um, you never know how this is going to end, you know. Putin is probably going to double up on this. Mm-hmm. So this could have huge repercussions on the global economy. I'm not, I'm not that optimistic, as a matter of fact, because the Ukrainians are very brave. They will resist. Putin, being the dictator that he is, will probably make things worse and worse. Mm, so talk to us about the security situation that might play out in Europe then, because this sounds like it might drag out. And what might be the risk of a recession for that region? Uh, you see, basically, if Germany agrees to, to cut uh, the oil imports, which is what everybody's asking them right mm. now, and Germany is the only one that doesn't, doesn't want to stop the imports. If they do agree, because in the end, you know, that we have to have a consensus in Europe, then the European economy will be dragged down at least 2% negative growth this year. That will be because we will stop importing oil and gas from Russia. Mm-hmm. We have to do this because we are, we're paying them $35 billion a month, and that is financing their, their mercenaries, their war machine and everything. So I think in the end, it will, it will come down to that. It will, we will probably have to have a, a complete ban on Russian energy products. That will cause a deep recession in Europe. And that is also alongside what we are seeing um, from central banks. They are trying to address inflation, many of them under pressure to raise rates. And the Federal Reserve has been hinting very well, aggressively that they might become even more aggressive with uh, rate hikes. Uh, what are your thoughts on how this might play out with all those rising rates? What will be the implications to watch out for, uh, Serge? Well, the U.S. is quite shielded from all of these security issues. Uh, what the U.S. is facing is basically very, very high inflation. And so they have to, they have to act on this. Um, they, they will have to check up interest rates several times. Europe, on the other hand, we are, we are bracing for a deep recession. And so, uh, you know, prices could actually turn negative uh, pretty soon. So we don't see an urge uh, in Europe to, 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 to raise interest rates. It's going to be a very rare situation where the U.S. will raise theirs pretty fast. And Europe probably will probably check up a little bit, but not, not that much. Um, and then we'll have eventually to, to floor them again because of the, the upcoming recession. So that, that will induce a lot of volatility on the exchange rates and also on the price of assets. Yeah, the cost of borrowing is definitely going to go up. Um, how do you see this playing out for the stock markets and whether you know, stocks will still be the go-to place for investors to part in money? Yeah, I would say so because um, you definitely don't want to buy bonds. I mean, the issue with bonds is that interest rates going up, definitely, that will have a dampening effect on the valuation of, of the bonds that have been sold until thus far. So uh, shares have been a, a pretty good uh, refuge so far. I would say it's, it's still probably the best bet. Okay, and uh, just to wrap things up, um, you mentioned something to watch out for on the foreign exchange front, and this is uh, around how rates are moving. And it's worth noting the Japanese yen has been weakening quite a bit. It's probably at its lowest in nearly 20 years. Uh, We've got the BOJ in action this week. What are you watching out for here from Japan's central bank? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the yen is under uh, huge pressure. Uh, reason being that the dollar is up, basically, and then it's up against all the currencies. So as, as we're facing all these geopolitical issues, the U.S. dollar is perceived as the safe haven. And as a result, it's going up against all major currencies. 
this will probably keep keep uh, happening for at least another year or so. Okay, Serge, uh, thank you so much for chatting with us. You've been talking pleasure, to Serge Ryan. Messenger. He is the Chief Investment Officer for International Business Capital. Serge, have a great week in advance. Same to you. Thank you, Ryan. Bye. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.